From the oldest of times, people danced for a number of reasons. They danced in prayer, or so that their crops would be plentiful, or so their hunt would be good. And they danced to stay physically fit and show their community spirit. And they danced to celebrate. Ren McCormick. It is Flashback Friday, where we hop into the time machine, we fire up the flux capacitor, we set the coordinates, and we go back in time to retrieve some sort of life lesson from the classic films of the past. It's an insight into the characters, situations, and greatest moments from the movies we grew up loving. This week, it's time to kick off your Sunday shoes as we go back to February 17th, 1984, and the film that asks us to cut loose. Footloose, starring Kevin Bacon, John Lithgow, Laurie Singer, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Chris Penn. This Herbert Ross-directed film was written by Dean Pitchford. Footloose is a classic. Classically cheesy, classically awesome sauce. The ending scene alone is an iconic blend of celebration, dancing, and of course, Kevin Bacon. It's the perfect blend of 80s vibes, music, confetti, balloons, and Kevin Bacon. Kevin Flippin' Bacon, one of many actors that defined the 80s film scene. This was the movie that launched his career, although if you are a movie aficionado like me, you know his first role was in the horror classic Friday the 13th, where he had an arrow driven through his throat. It's one of the greatest death scenes in Friday the 13th history, but I will save that for maybe another Flashback Friday potential trip. Finding a life coaching lesson from that film would be an enormous challenge. Aside from the common horror tropes, it would be an interesting attempt to find a life coaching lesson from that film. Anyways, wait, where was I? Yes, Kevin Bacon, Footloose, 1984. So after an upbeat intro with almost every style of shoe imaginable dancing to the awesome theme song by forgotten 80s legend Kenny Loggins. Like, whatever happened to Kenny Loggins? We are introduced to the much more contrasting energy of a small Midwestern town and its local preacher, Reverend Shaw. At the core of Footloose is the story of rebellious city boy Ren McCormick, who finds himself moving into a town where dancing has been banned. A town whose entire identity is driven by its religious morals and rigid rules. It's a town of Tollhouse Squares and banning not only music, but books like Slaughterhouse-Five. This town is seriously repressed, but thanks to Kevin Bacon, that is all about to change. He's the new kid in school who shows up first day in his classic VW bug with quiet riots bang your head blaring over his car stereo. He is the epitome of 80s cool. A loose tie, converse wearing with a perfectly feathered but just messy enough hairstyle. This is the hero that this town desperately needs. One character proclaims, if you ask me, he's a total fox. Thank God some 80s phrases have faded away, although I'm still on the crusade to give the word rad the comeback it deserves. So, 
Obviously, shit is about to go down. Our hero has arrived to wake up this sleepy little musicless, spiritless town. And like Ferris Bueller, Ren McCormick is a catalyst hero who exists to change the lives of those around them. And thank God he does because this town sucks. Early in the film, we are also introduced to our heroine, Ariel. Nope. Not the redheaded cartoon with a fishtail, but the trying to make people forget she's the preacher's kid, Ariel. She's kind of a brat, actually. She's she's bratty. She's this edgy country girl who, like a newly arrived Ren, has a rebellious streak to match his. In the first musical number, I'm making quotes with my fingers when I say musical number, the town's high school kids are gathered at the local A&W slash Burger King slash Wendy's. And Ariel, who is now with her current douchebag boyfriend, plops an old-school, probably state-of-the-art back then, cassette player, and hits play. You have to remember, music is forbidden in this town. And this scene made me chuckle big time. It seems as if everyone from inside and outside can hear the song blaring from this little, crappy, tiny cassette player. How on earth... Does the cook inside this joint hear it enough to dance or the guy playing an arcade game indoors or the three girls hanging out in the ladies' washroom? Oh, 80s. I love your naive, sweet little way of not making complete sense just to serve the greater story. We love you, 80s films. Now, of course, Ariel's Papa Who Does Preach shows up to turn off the player and silences the massive rager that is about to go down. Seriously, thank God this man showed up because serious anarchy was about to go down with dancing in the sheets booming from Ariel's louder than life tape player. Now, in this town, classical music is okay because it doesn't confuse young people's minds or body, as the Reverend puts it to his daughter. But, you know, we, we do sympathize with Reverend Shaw. I mean, after all, he did lose his son in a bad car crash where liquor, loud music, probably devilish music were the culprits, when really, in actuality, the stupidity of playing car chicken was really the main cause. And because of this, that is why this quiet town of Beaumont got even quieter with a musical lockdown. A quarantine from any sort of fun here is pretty much strictly enforced, and just a side note, there are a lot of really cool little side characters here that help move the story along that I'm just not going to really get into, like the likable Willard who befriends Ren the first day of school and his love interest, Rusty. I mean, some of the cheesiest, most enjoyable moments are shared between Ren and his new hillbilly buddy, Willard. From teaching him how to dance and eventually break out of his shell, Ren shows Willard the ways of the dance. Let's hear it for the boys. Oh, let's get back to... Ariel's douchebag boyfriend, Chuck, the quintessential redneck asshole. The, okay, so this, this, is the, this, this is the quintessential douchebag boyfriend who just has to antagonize our beloved Kevin Bacon with this line. I thought only pansies wore neckties. And our awesome hero, Kevin Bacon, responds with, I thought only assholes used the word pansy. And just like that, the most intense rivalry in cinema history was born. So I thought only douchebags were named Chuck and Ren eventually square off in the iconic chicken race scene using tractors. And once again, the louder than two tractors cassette player booms out holding out for a hero by Bonnie Tyler. Seriously, though, what a kick-ass cheesy soundtrack. Kenny Loggins, Bonnie Tyler, Mike Reno. Actually, interestingly enough, I once gave a massage to Mike Reno back in my massage therapy days when I was working at Steve Nashbor's club downtown. Yep, 
I rubbed down the lead singer of Loverboy. That's my six degrees of Kevin Bacon or, well, my six degrees of Footloose, I guess. Anyways, this is the ultimate my tractor is bigger than yours confrontation. And once Ren comes through triumphant, really by mistake because his shoelace gets caught, but that's besides the point. It's now time for Ariel to upgrade her tractor. And of course, a love story brews between... Ariel and Red. There is an awesome music montage of Kevin Bacon in this film releasing his anger through the art of frenetic gymnastics. But upon this viewing, there is still a very pretty cool heartbeat to this story. And it all really culminates in the town city hall meeting where Ren proposes they abolish the law of dancing and allow the seniors to hold a senior prom dance. And the best way to a cold preacher's heart? Throw the book at him. The book. Ren quotes from the Bible, David danced before the Lord with all his might, leaping and dancing before the Lord. Leaping and dancing. So what does this cheesy movie really have to say about life? Well, what I could glean from it was that we need music. It feeds the soul. And we need to dance. Inside our favorite songs lies our hopes, our dreams, and our memories both happy and sad. When I set out to discover the life lesson from this film, I discovered something unexpected. As I watched the final scene this time around, I was reminded of those elementary and high school dances where I had to muster the courage to walk across those miles and miles of gymnasium floor to ask that special someone to slow dance with. It's lightning in a bottle. It's just you and the person you like or love. And it's the sound of music holding you together in a time capsule for a few minutes. For those few moments, time stops. And you wish it would never start again. That's dance. That's music. The sound of our personal and collective memories existing in a time and space in our hearts. I thought of that song that brought the entire grad class onto its feet to celebrate making it to the next stage of adulthood. I thought about that first song that I made love to with my partner. I, th- I thought about the, the one that made my heart sore only to break it sometime later. I thought about that song that can make you drop anything you're doing and just sing along. The song you bounce off the walls in your bedroom to. Seeing the final scene and everyone coming together in this small town after not dancing for so long, I also couldn't help but think of the times we're in now. We've all been living in the town of Beaumont. Rules, restrictions, cancel culture, divisiveness. It's been a year of living our lives on the wings of the dance floor, isolated from others. And in many ways, if we're not careful, this pandemic will silence the music in our hearts. It's been a tough year to not enjoy one another's laughter, bad dance moves, and all those embarrassing public moments we can talk about the next day. And like you, I long for the day when we can all gather and hit the dance floor together. Put all this behind. But in the meantime, don't forget to dance, crank up the music louder than Ariel's apparently surround sound cassette player and move. Have that lip syncing concert you used to hold in your bedroom. Let yourself go. Let you go. Life gets challenging and it's times like this, music and dance can truly be our savior. Fuck this pandemic. It can't take away your human spirit ever. You are fucking Ren, Kevin Bacon McCormick, so get up and dance. Shake it off, dance on the ceiling, dance for you, dance the night away, and lose yourself to dance. 
And it doesn't have to look good. It doesn't have to impress anyone. It's a chance to be present and let the music take you away the way it can, the way it did when you were a kid. Play that song that frees your spirit and celebrate life. Celebrate how far you've come. To quote the ending of the film, Wren says, Ecclesiastes assures us that there is a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to laugh and a time to weep. A time to mourn and there is a time to dance. See, this is our time to dance. It is our way of of celebrating life. This is your life and life is a dance. So dance. Dance until you can't dance anymore. Dance until the beat stops. You can fly if you'd only cut loose. Footloose.